Galnet News Digest, 18th of February 3306. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, pitchforks and burning torches. Let's corrode Colonia. Two minutes in sight after Sanderling Station Sprint. Apology after pedestrian muddle. Pitchforks and burning torches. In a well-rehearsed tradition this week, yet another open letter was delivered to the Pilots' Federation. The previous open letter asked that fixes for software defects should be prioritised. This open letter demanded an end to the censorship, which has meant no Gallant articles being published for more than a month, prompting many commanders to take to the streets with their choice of pitchfork or flaming torch in one hand and their zimmer frame in the other chanting the battle cry. What do we want? Balanced press coverage of events happening in the galaxy, delivered direct to our cockpits and also accessible through station services and Galnet audio. When do we want it? On a rolling weekly news cycle appropriate to the nature of the content being reported. The open letter also suggested that commanders could help provide leads to the Galnet journalists to make their lives easier and their reporting more effective. Unfortunately, it then went further to suggest that Galnet News Digest might be able to supply stories to Galnet rather than simply attempting to make fun of them. Something that would risk creating an infinite loop of Galnet and Galnet Digest reporting each other's stories. This was a suggestion too far and utterly and completely invalidates what would otherwise have been a perfectly well thought out and sensible suggestion. The Pilots' Federation has promised to read the open letter very carefully. Let's corrode Colonia. Crazy boffins of Canon Interstellar have come up with a wacky new wheeze, which will no doubt delight the inhabitants of Colonia when they find out about it. The so-called Crazy Colonia Corrosive Cargo Caravan aims to take as much corrosive cargo as possible from the bubble to our Canon's legacy in Canonia, where it will allegedly be used for a scientific study of Thargoid physiology. Given Cannon's previous record of care of Thargoid samples, they'll probably be piled up behind the facility, stolen by local pirates and sold on the black market. If Jacques Station isn't out of action within weeks, it'll be a total miracle. Commanders who assist Cannon in this madcap venture and who successfully deliver their toxic loads will be awarded Arcs Cannon by way of payment. In a manner similar to ARCs, ARCs Cannon are awarded on a seemingly arbitrary basis, with Thargoid Hearts earning the most at 10 ARCs Cannon, followed by Thargoid Probes, Thargoid Sensors and so on, all the way down to Meta Alloys and Guardian Technologies, neither of which are actually corrosive, and which are worth half an ARCs Cannon each. Like ARCs, ARCs Cannon cannot be traded in for anything of any use or value. In the case of Arcs Cannon, they can be exchanged for a sense of smugness. 
The ships have commanders who attempt to assist cannon, but who forget to take an AFMU or corrosive-resistant cargo rack, are expected to be found littering the route to Colonia for years to come. The whole sorry adventure comes to an end on April the 1st, which the Cannon High Command seems to have felt was an appropriate day to draw a veil over the entire folly. Two minutes in sight after Sanderling Station Sprint. The long-standing elite racers Okinura Station Sprint Challenge has seen dramatic developments this week, with Commander Sanderling slashing the course time to within a few seconds of the magic two-minute barrier. The challenge, which was set way back in July 3303, requires commanders to undock from Fisher Terminal, exit the mail slot, turn and race to the far end of the station, looping round the habitation ring on the way, and then return to the mail slot again, looping round the habitation ring once more. The whole process then needs to be repeated a second time, finally docking back inside Fisher Terminal. The 3303 record was 2 minutes 18 seconds, but Commander Sanderling has this week smashed that record, recording a time of 2 minutes and 3 seconds. He did this in a Core Dynamics Eagle, using a combination of the agility of flight assist off and a press-to-deploy cargo scoop, which reduced boost velocity while maintaining all the dramatic manoeuvring benefits that boost confers, allowing tighter, faster loop-the-loops than ever achieved before. Sanderling is clear that the Federal version of the Eagle is far better than the Imperial sort in every way, apart from straight-line speed, suggesting that the Imperials might possibly be putting appearance ahead of performance. Having shaved 15 seconds off the course time, is the two-minute barrier just three seconds less than Sanderling's current time achievable? What would be amazing is if that barrier doesn't get broken. Apology after pedestrian muddle. A contrite member of the Pilots' Federation has admitted that they misled commanders into a wild goose chase. The soon-to-be-retiring member of the Commanders' Club posted a picture of a peduncle tree, giving the location and the message, Something is afoot. Many commanders convinced that this must be a new development in the story of the Thargoids, or perhaps some other new mystery, went rushing off to the system, which is 36,000 light-years from the bubble. Having arrived there, they found a peduncle tree, just like the one in the picture. The unnamed and somewhat sheepish Pilots' Federation employee explained that the message should have read not something is afoot, but this is afoot. Because the word peduncle comes, as everyone surely knows, from pedunculus, the genitive of foot, thus meaning the thing that comes from the foot. The Pilots' Federation has stated that it cannot be held responsible if some of its members were not paying attention during their Latin classes. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to.